You are listening to the Purpose Church High School Ministry Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've heard them all, God has something to say to you. Our vision is to see every student everywhere following Jesus, and we hope this message helps you take your next step in your faith. To learn more about our high school ministry, visit our website, purposechurch.com HSM, and check us out on Instagram at purposehsm. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, I'm so excited to be with you guys tonight. Uh, for some of you that don't know, I was actually an HSM student just like you guys at Purpose here. So it's kind of come full circle for me to be able to preach in my high school room. Uh, and yeah, it's fun to, fun to be back, fun to be regathering indoors and all that. So I'm excited to be with you guys. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and pray and then we'll jump right into it. Father God, thank you so much uh, that you're always with us, Lord. Uh, thank you that, that you're watching over us, and, um, and we have an opportunity to study your word tonight, Lord. I pray that you'd give each of us childlike eyes tonight, that you'd soften our hearts, Lord, to hear what you're trying to say, God. Um, Lord, I, I pray that I would just be a vessel tonight, Lord, for whatever you want to communicate, Lord. Use, use your Holy Spirit, God, um, and help us all to lean into that, Lord, and do big things tonight, Lord. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All righty, all righty. So before we get started, uh, make sure you grab your pens from the side. I believe it's on the left side. Uh, there should be maybe on the right side, but pass out those pens. We got some notes for you guys to take. Um, and then when you sat down, also, we've got the Bible reading bookmarks. So make sure you get those, and if you haven't, get them from your leader afterwards. All righty, all righty. All right, so when I, was, uh, when I was starting in my freshman year, near the end of it, of college, I was taking this stats course, uh, and I was really nervous for the final coming up, uh, really stressed about it, and I walked into my class two weeks before the end of the semester, and I heard the two sweetest words that you could possibly hear from your teacher when you got a test coming up, cheat sheet. She told me that, or she told the rest of the class that we were allowed to have a cheat sheet coming up on this test, and most of you guys know what that is, but for those that don't, essentially we could write whatever we wanted on the sheet to help us do well on the test, uh, any key formulas, any key definitions, or anything like that. And so, uh, but the thing about this cheat sheet was it wasn't like one of those ones where she limited it to handwriting or anything uh, where you had to, couldn't type it up or anything. She said we could type it, and she also said that it was two pages front and back. So essentially, we had four pages. You can make the font like super, super small, maybe like size five, anything that you felt like you could read, and pretty much fit everything in there. We had this giant textbook, 500 or more pages or so, and my buddies and I got together, found the textbook online, and copied and pasted I want to say the entire textbook, onto these four sheets of paper. Um, and it was really, really small. I think uh, Asher's going to pull it up on the screen right here. This was just one page on, uh, on our cheat sheet. And you see how small that is. I'm coming in with four pages, like feeling pumped and ready to go. And just imagine me sitting there. It's a time test. So it's like you're not going to flip through like 500 pages of information in a time test. And just imagine me sitting there sweating like profusely the entire time. Because I come across a question, I'm like, oh, I have the answer here, but I literally cannot find it because there's too much information on my cheat sheet. Uh, and so, I mean, the whole point of that, the reason I bring that up is because I feel like a lot of the time the Christian life can feel like what that cheat sheet looked like. With all of that information, you feel like, oh my gosh, like what am I supposed to focus on? What, what's all this information coming my way? What should I be doing this instead of that? If I had a cheat sheet for my Christian life, 
what the heck am I supposed to include? There's just too much information to include. There's a ridiculous amount of info, and it can feel super, super overwhelming. But in reality, and that's our theme for tonight, I really feel like if you want to make a cheat sheet for your Christian life, there's two things that you could put in bold letters, make it the biggest font as possible. You don't really need much more. And those two things are Jesus and community. And we're going to be looking at tonight how we can cling, how we can hold on tightly to both of those things and create our Christian cheat sheet, not to look like my cheat sheet with like all of that information, but to look like first side Jesus, second side community. And what a lot of you guys might be thinking right now is it can't be that easy. There's just no possible way. I'm sure we have a wide range of people in here uh, in different parts of their walks with Christ. We've got some people that have been coming to church their entire lives, that, and you're, right now you're thinking about all the hardships you've gone through, all the trials, all that stuff that you've gone through, all the valleys, and you're telling me, Kellen, it's, there's no way. There's no way it's that easy. We've got some people here tonight that just decided to put their faith in Jesus. You're trying to break some routines and habits that you've developed over the years, and you're telling me, hey, it's not that easy. And then we've got people here that, uh, that are still pretty skeptical. You haven't given your life to Christ. You're, you have a lot of questions. You're trying to figure things out. Uh, but the one thing you do know for sure is, hey, it's definitely not that easy. And I agree with you. I don't want to be contradictory. I also agree it's not that easy. Um, I also said it never was easy. I just said what the two things I'd include on my cheat sheet would be. But that's the thing about a cheat sheet is it doesn't guarantee success on the test. And I saw that firsthand when I took my stats test that I had literally all the information in the world at my disposal, and I promise you it did not go well. But the thing about a cheat sheet is that it gives you the tools, it gives you the tools to succeed on the exam. It gives you the necessary tools that if applied correctly, you can find success on the exam. And that's the same thing with the Christian life. Just saying Jesus and community, just thinking about them, just placing them on your cheat sheet, but not actually applying the tools into your life, it's going to leave you disappointed and frustrated 10 times out of 10. You've got to apply the tools. You've got to figure out a way to hold tightly onto Jesus and community. And so that leads us to the main question of the night, how do I apply the tools? How do I hold tightly onto Jesus and community? We're going to focus on the first part of that. How do we hold tightly onto Jesus? We're going to focus on that first. Point number one is we need to draw near to Jesus. We need to get to know him better. We need to develop a relationship with him. Hebrews 10, 19 through 22, I believe it's coming up on the screen. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way he opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God. Focus on that. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. So what are ways we can draw near? Point number one, and I believe this is the first point on your guys' uh, notes right here with the fill-in, is that we need to spend time with Jesus every single day. We need to read our Bibles, guys. We need to be spending time with the Lord on a daily basis. 
Guys, my life group right now, we're going through Exodus, and so we're reading the story of Moses, uh, and we're actually going to cover that a little bit next week during summer camp, so I'm excited for that. Sorry, this is coming off a little bit. There we go. Um, Yeah, so we're going through Moses, and honestly, it's really, really frustrating. We get to a number of times where God audibly speaks to Moses and tells Moses exactly what he needs to do. And Moses looks at him and he says, no, like, God, maybe choose someone else. I don't know if I'm equipped for that. Maybe, maybe choose someone else. I don't know if it's going to work out. God, I'm not the right person. And it's frustrating because we look at that and we're like, oh, if I, if I could just have God tell me, if he could just tell me what I need to do right now, I would do it. But I'm just, I'm so unclear. But Moses gets told exactly what he needs to do, yet he still questions. And it's frustrating. But then we actually thought about it for a second, and the rest of our life group realized we were being a little bit hypocritical. The fact of the matter was God gave us this book right here, gave us his whole word, tons of pages right there. Um, It's a ridiculous amount of examples, a ridiculous amount of stories, a ridiculous amount of information that tells us who God is and tells us exactly how he feels about us. But we're not always eager to open up our Bibles. We felt like we were being hypocritical because we felt like in in periods of our lives where we were opening up our Bibles that God was telling us things to do and we weren't listening. And so God gave us his word right here, yet we choose not to do anything about it. And we question, we question God and we struggle to grow closer to God and draw near to Jesus. You got to draw near to Jesus, guys. And he gave us his word right here to do so. And so that's the first thing, guys. We need to be spending time with Jesus on a daily basis. You can't expect to know someone if you're not spending time with them. I think about my high school friends. I, I was, if you asked me in high school like who my friends were, I might have given you a list. If you asked me who I'm still friends with from high school, The list isn't very long. A lot of those friends was really just because I was spending time with them on a daily basis. When I stopped spending time with them on a daily basis and moved on to a new season of my life, then those friends sort of trickled out of my life. And in the same way, if we're not spending time with Jesus, he's going to trickle out of our life and it's going to reach a point where we don't even know him at all. I really want to hammer this down, guys. We really need to be spending time with the Lord. We make it easy. We've got these bookmarks. Go ahead, make sure you get one before you leave tonight. We've got, we even have a catch-up day right here. We can be spending time with the Lord, guys. Number two, how we can draw near to Jesus and how that's then going to enable us to cling to Jesus tighter. Moving on, it's going to be to recognize the idols in our lives and actively and intentionally refocus on Jesus. That's the second film to bring. Blink right there. Recognize the idols in your life. Luke 12, 34 says, Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Guys, we have no chance of drawing near to Jesus if our heart's not in it. The world is honestly just way, way, way too distracting. I think about the idols I had in high school and some I even still have now as grades, relationships, performance, money, friendships, sports, Other common ones that come up all the time amongst high school students, drugs, alcohol, fitting in, pornography and sex, video games, movies and TV shows, comfort, our phones. The list goes on and on and on. And so I want to ask you guys, where's your treasure at? 
Where's your heart at right now? And the thing is, some of these things aren't inherently bad, and some of them aren't even sinful uh, in any sort of sense. But when they take the place of Jesus in our lives, uh, it's impossible to draw closer to Jesus. When you put these things on a pedestal and you leave Jesus down here, how could you ever expect to know him better? And if you don't know him better, if you're, if you're clinging to these things instead of him, then there's no way you can hold on tightly to him. We're, we might have the cheat sheet, but we'll be failing to apply that first side of the cheat sheet, and it doesn't work. We, but the good news is we can turn away from these things. We can place our hearts on Jesus, and by turning to God on a daily basis and asking him to be the treasure of our hearts, he'll follow through. I promise you he'll follow through. And so those are the two things I wanted to touch on tonight in regards to clinging close to Jesus and drawing closer to him. But we will move on to the second half of that cheat sheet. How do we cling to community? How do we draw closer to community? Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 says, Let us hold on swervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Guys, we see directly in Scripture that we can have fellowship by walking in the light. But there's no way we could ever expect to experience the type of community that God has for us if we remain in darkness. So that leads us to our point number, point number one in terms of clinging closer to Jesus, I clinging closer to community. I believe it's the third uh, fill-in on this sheet right here is that we need to show up consistently and be vulnerable. We need to show up consistently and be vulnerable. Another set of scripture I wanted to read to you guys, it's in 1 John uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. It says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Guys, oftentimes vulnerability reveals to people that they're not isolated in what they're going through. You're not alone. And when you share that, when you share what you're going through and all the trials you're going through, your desires and your interests, you realize that other people share that with you. And when you realize other people share that with you, you find a community. When you find a community and you grow close to each other, especially in a context like this, especially at HSM, you're going to start to grow closer to Jesus as well. I was listening to a sermon by Tim Keller where he was, uh, he was talking about friendship. And he, uh, he quoted C.S. Lewis, and C.S. Lewis puts it like this, talking about friendship. He says, the typical expression of, of opening friendship would be something like this. What? You do too? I thought I was the only one. C.S. Lewis says, that's the beginning of friendship. You too? I thought I was the only one. There's no way to realize, there's no way to have that moment of revelation, that moment where you're like, hey, you get it. You're going through the same thing, unless you actually share so you've got to show up. You've got to be vulnerable. That's how we can cling closer to community. 
And then point number two here, uh, and I feel like we say it all the time, but we say it because it's important. We got to be serving, guys. I've seen this in my own life. I, I grew up here at Purpose Church. And honestly, the first camp I went to when I got to HSM, I've talked to Eric about this, I literally didn't know a, I, I knew one person. Knew one person. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys the story of what happened. I knew this one person texting, texting him the night before, like, hey, man, like, you're the only guy I know. Do you want to be bus buddies heading up to, heading up to camp this, this week? And he's like, yeah, yeah, man, of course, of course. Like, sounds good. We're getting on the bus, and Eric walks over. He's like, hey, hey, Johnny, Johnny, do you want to ride in the car with me? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's no possible way. I literally don't know anyone. Like, there's just no way. And I'm, like, praying, like, God, please, 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 like, please have Johnny say no or something happened where Eric asked someone else. And Johnny's like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm going on the bus, no worries, no worries. And then, like, a second later, Eric's like, no, 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 Johnny, Johnny, you're coming with me, no worries, no worries. You're coming with me, man, no worries. And so, so I, I get on the bus, obviously, like, I sit by myself the whole time, um, and, uh, and I feel, like, all sad and stuff, but it was fine. I made friends later on in the week. Um, I just, I, I like to tease Eric with that. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, the moral of the story, that, that had no real point. The point was, uh, I wasn't serving until I got to HSM, and even when I was at HSM, for, like, for a while, I wasn't serving. But it was when I started serving that I started to meet people. It was when I started serving, I started to get plugged into community, started to know people better. Um, and what I found was every time Eric and my leaders asked me to serve, I just thought it was honestly something where it was like, hey, like, we're going to feel good if you start serving. We're going to feel good if, if you start listening to us and doing what we're telling you to do. But I realize now, like, it really didn't matter to them that, that it didn't make them feel good in any, like, that, that wasn't their goal. It wasn't their goal to have themselves feel good. It was literally they had seen the benefits of community and how God uses community in students' lives, and they were just trying to share that with me. And it wasn't until I started serving that that happened. So I hope maybe that encourages some of you, even if it's just one person. We've got the serve card right here. I don't want to be that guy. I just told you, like, what I thought about that guy when I was in your position in high school. But it really does make a difference. It plugs you into the community. And the main point here is, like, if you can apply that second half of that, of that cheat sheet and get plugged into community, then God's going to use that to continue to draw you closer to community, but at the same time, draw you closer to Jesus at, at the same time, obviously. And so I've given you some tips. I've given you the cheat sheet, what, what I would say would be the cheat sheet, Jesus and community, giving you both sides of it. Some of you guys are still asking, still asking one question, and specifically, you're asking me, well, what's the point? Why? Well, and I would... I would respond that the point, what, what would be the point of me making that cheat sheet for the stats class? There's always a reason behind it. I made the cheat sheet because I wanted to do well on the test. It didn't work out, but, but that was the reason behind it. So you're looking for a reason. Why, why buy into this cheat sheet? Why buy into drawing closer to Jesus? Why buy into drawing closer to community in the first place? And honestly, the quick answer is the gospel. The God of the universe, Jesus, he came down from his throne in heaven. He lived a perfect life, then died on the cross. 
not because he did anything wrong, but because he wanted to have a relationship with us. He literally wanted to wipe clean everything wrong that you've ever done in your life, every sin you've ever committed. He wanted to wipe it clean because he loves you. He wanted to have that relationship with you, and that's why he did it. And he didn't just say he loves you. He died on a cross brutally, then rose three days later and showed you that he loves you. And so that would be the reason John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever, whoever believes in him shall not perish but will have eternal life. He wants that relationship with you. So that's the reason, and it leads you to ask the question, do you feel like Jesus is someone staking your life on? Because I guarantee you the answer to that question is going to change your life in one way or another. If the answer is yes, I guarantee you you're going to be spurred on. You're going to want to be spending time with Jesus on a daily basis. You're going to want to draw near to him. And it won't be because you're trying to please someone else. It won't be because you're trying to look good in any sort of sense. It will be because you see what it's like to have a relationship with Jesus. I guarantee you guys, ask your life group leaders. That's why they're here. They see what it's like to have a relationship with Jesus, and they want you guys to have the same. So you got to ask yourself, do you feel like Jesus is someone worth staking your life on? It's important. But I also guarantee you guys that it's, like I said at the beginning, it's not easy, but it's always, always worth it. Always worth it. Thank you, Father God, for allowing us to study your word tonight. Thank you for, for being with me, Lord. I, I pray literally anything I said that was really stupid, Lord, just knock it away, God. Knock it away. Lord, I pray that, that your Holy Spirit would just completely have shined through the night, God. I pray that you'll call us towards you, Lord, that we would be encouraged to draw near to you, Lord, convicted and encouraged at the same time to draw near to you and to draw closer to community. Help us to apply the tools tonight, Lord. Help us to be vulnerable in our life groups, Lord. Grow closer to our community. Grow closer to you tonight. We love you, Lord. Thank you so much for all you do for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.